Hello, I'm Daniel Doc Gentry. Welcome to the world of Enon. I am its creator and your narrator. Sit back and relax as I take you out of your reality and into my nightmare's dream world. Welcome to the Bros and Dragons podcast. Today, we will be following the adventures of... Keith Ross. I play Captain Martin Firewell, a human male barbarian. John Sika, and I play Alicia Fargo, a female human rogue. Tom Benson. I play Xandro, a male wood elf ranger. Let us adventure on. It's been two days. The Queen, Zariah, and Abigard are still wondering where everybody had gone off. And the Queen says, Eric. Yes, my queen. I need you to send someone, or go and find where Alicia, Martin, and Sandra have gone off to. The wedding is tomorrow, and I was hoping to involve them in it. Eric takes a quick look around, and then he says, Oh, well, I will go, my queen. Avogard says, I- I'll go with you, Eric. We'll see if we can figure out where these guys went. Shall we? Yeah, let's. And we leave the council. Avogard goes, hey, do you do you know anybody they talked to or had contact with? No, and the last I heard from them, they talked to us and said they were going to the Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinthia in Crystaldale. Yeah, I remember they invited me to go. Uh, Zandro told me if I saw Melinda to say thank you, which I probably should go and do. Maybe... She's seen Xandro. Well, let's hope. Head on over to the Wizarding Tower. I gotta, fi- uh, I gotta visit Adam anyway. See how his training go- is going. And you, you go through the streets, and like always, Avogard is controlling the conversation, just speaking about almost nothing. You get to the Wizarding Tower, and she knocks, and Linda slides the thing back, sees Eric and Ever. Yes. We need to see Adam. Hold on. I'll turn and go get Adam. She slides the door shut. Avigard goes, really? You just said that you had to tell Melinda, that girl right there, that Xandro said thank you. Well, you also said that you needed to talk to Adam. Okay, that was a secondary kill, thing, Eric. I'll kill two birds with one stone. When she comes back, I'll say thank you. If not, you can talk to Adam. I'll go find Melinda. It's all good. They let you be in charge of the whole Queen's Garden? I know it's impressive, isn't it? Kind of scary, to be honest with you. Well, hey, I've done a pretty good job up until she died somehow. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, weird. Do you suspect anybody? I kind of suspect Alicia, but I can't prove it. And the queen says that it wasn't her. Huh. It is what it is. She's back. I mean, it only took, I don't know, 20 years off my life. Nothing major. Yeah, but you're like 3,000 years old anyway. You've lived a good life. Thank you. Right then the door opens up and Adam comes out. He's a little excited to see Abigard, and she just says, uh, how's, your, how's your studies coming? He says, you are absolutely right. Uh, necromancy, be, it comes to me easier than most other kinds of magic. She goes, that is amazing. Let me see what you got. She takes Adam away. Melinda's probably just about to close the door, Eric. Hey, M- Melinda. Yes? Uh, Xandra wanted me to tell you thank you for something, but he didn't really elaborate other than that. Okay. Uh, Speaking of them, have you seen them? The last time I seen them was when we went to uh, Crystaldale. They're not back yet, and with the wedding fast approaching, the queen wants us to go and find them. I have no idea. Are you up for an adventure? What's going on out here? uh, Melinda. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm fine. I just seen you like 10 minutes ago. Right. Sorry. They want to know about finding Xandro and Martin and Alicia. Really? You want to find them? The Queen wants us to find all of them. I'm mainly concerned about Xandro and Martin. Oh, why? Uh, They have been missing for a few days, give or take. We got the wedding fast approaching, and the Queen would really like them there. 
I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I just want, never mind. I've not seen him though. This is going to be longer than we thought. It looks like we'll probably be heading to Labyrinthian if you're up for coming along. Am I? <laughs> um, yes. Sure, why not? Well, as soon as Avogard gets back, we will head off. Adam comes over oh, and goes, look what I did. And following Adam is a skeleton. Avogard goes, it's really good. I'm very proud of you. Is that my brother, James? Did you rise James from the dead? <laughs> no, I, I've we found a, a random skeleton that one of the orcs is carrying around, and he just let us borrow it real quick. That's, uh, that's, that's a great skill you have there. He turns and says, dance, and the skeleton starts dancing. That's a first for me. You need to get out more. I have a job to protect the queen. I don't get out much. All right, well, I'm going to go take this back. Avogard goes... Good job. Uh, you probably have just a few more minutes, so you might want to make it run. And he does tell it to run, and they take off. And she goes, so, did you figure out where they are yet? Uh, last place everybody has seen him was Crystal Dale or the Labyrinthian. And either of these two have seen him since. Well, again, I probably don't need to be going near Labyrinthian. You sure you don't want to tag along? Should be fun. There's, there's an ultimate power down there, and I Definitely don't need that kind of temptation. Serving a demon lord for 10,000 years, kind of little little habits are hard to break once in a while. I think I'll just go back and take care of my greatest granddaughter and her soon-to-be bride and see what I can do to help out around there. Suit yourself. Uh, good luck, Eric. And uh, Adam's doing great, you guys. I, I, he's got a lot more power than he probably even understands. Just keep keep getting him to study, she says, looking at Melinda and Quentin. Sure thing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, are you sure you don't want to? I mean, I was going to tell you, but it's fine. going to tell me what? Oh, you don't know? Okay, so there's this dragon, right? And I, I have this plan. Like, we, I think during the final battle, if we, if we blow, the, we have this horn, okay? And when you blow the horn, the dragon comes. I was thinking if we could blow the horn and the dragon will come and fight, right? I mean, since Deimos has like four or five what's called Dracolix at his disposal. I, I think that would probably be a good thing, honestly. Bring the horn along, but don't blow it until we get there. Good idea. I mean, I, I you know, I pitched the idea to Martin, but uh, I, I think he doesn't have a mind. I mean, between you and me, he, he's a, a blowhard idiot that thinks he runs a city. and He, he really is. Yeah. really is. I, I mean, he, he's got his quirks, but sometimes he gets the job done. I mean, that guy just has no mind for great. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, good luck. I think they said that it was past the keep and the Temple of Jundar, that main road that opens up going back in Crystaldale. That was the south way, and that's where the entrance was. And I think Xandro had found it, so it might be a little difficult to find. At least, you know, one person in that group has a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess that's it. We'll be off. Thank you. All right, good luck, you guys. And she leaves. Well... Does anybody need anything before we head to the Labyrinthian? Uh, no. I'll be right back, and I'll run in and get some equipment. Maybe you should take your horn. No, it's probably a bad idea. Master Kaysen gave me a pretty good talking to when I told Martin about it. He said telling Martin was about the dumbest thing I could ever do. Well, it's good to listen to your master. You guys get ready, and you head to the portal, and you head to Crystaldale. The time here is bustling. Things are going on. And, and some unique things are happening. Um, some of the orcs came to Crystal Dale, so 
there are actual children playing with orcs, and it seems like the orcs are having a great time. They seem to be very family-oriented people. There's a lot of construction, magical construction, that's going on, and even a few shops have opened. You notice that one of the best magic shops in the land is open. Even though his sign's not up anymore, you recognize the poor little gnome inside trying to get things back up on his wall. On what some would see as a regular ladder to him looks like a giant ladder but you also notice that people are happy there seems to be an aura magical aura in the air that is definitely stronger than it has been in a long time the most unusual thing is when you get to the center part of town in the courtyard you notice that the fire there that's in the middle of the park is glowing blue that's that's odd i don't remember it doing that i don't either glowing blue like that yeah never done that before Mm, I don't think so. Eric heads over to check it out. As you get to it, you notice that there is a symbol of a dragon moving on this spire, and it seems to be chasing four figures around. Would I recognize the symbol? Eh, give me an arcana. Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to say no. <laughs> but we never know. We never know. 14. The only symbol that you really recognize on here is something that you've seen recently with Avagard, and apparently it is the symbol for strength in Celestial. Guys, come here and check this out. Anybody know this symbol? Yeah, that's a dragon. Thank you, Captain Obvious. You're welcome. Anybody know what it means? Uh, do I know anything about this? The only thing you really know about this obelisk is that it has never been active with magic before. And you see this dragon chasing four characters. And the only thing underneath it is a symbol that I think Melinda and you would both recognize as the celestial symbol of strength. Yeah, you see that the dragon is chasing the four people. And this right here, this means strength. Oh, a lot of help that did, but okay. You notice that one of the figures seems to be running away from the dragon. One of them seems to be shooting arrows at the dragon. And another one seems to be just running around crazy like it's really hard to pay attention to where he's going to be. There is a fourth in there, but he doesn't seem to be moving. He seems to be behind the dragon, almost like he's watching. Do any of them look familiar? You want to give me a perception check? Net 20. Yeah, that bow and arrow one looks really like Xandro, Melinda. This looks like Xandro right here. These other two, I don't know who they are. Now you're really paying attention. You see that one of them is definitely Martin. It's a figure with only one arm, and it has like a yellow hue on that arm. And then the other one is a female, which you can only assume is, you know, whatever that other girl's name is that hangs out with those two. <laughs> and the fourth figure in the back almost looks like a fox person. Well, this has got to be Martin. I mean, how many people you know run around here with one arm? What? He went after the dragon without me. I guess that would mean the other one's Alicia, who seems to be running for her life. Who? Alicia. The one that just kind of tags along and... Oh, right. The female. The only female in that group. Yep. Remember now. But who is this fox-type person? I don't know. Have you ever seen him run around with a fox? No. No, I have not. That I can think of. But where is this place? Probably the labyrinth. Labyrinthian. Well, didn't they say it was on the south side? You're not really going to draw a picture or have these symbols, you know, at the place. You're going to kind of have them going up, leading up to it. That makes no sense whatsoever. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Here we go. I think we're on the right track. As you guys start walking the way that used to be south, the way that is now west, Melinda, you kind of look at the next side, and there's nothing on it, no figures or anything, except a symbol for intelligence. But this one is an abyssal. I'll just keep walking. You come to 
the temple and the keep, and you know you're heading south. I want to. I'm going to cast a spell. I'm going to cast Mordenkainen's Faithful Hound. You cast a spell, and this dachshund appears out of nowhere. Little wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see the hound. I lean down and, and scratch him under the chin. Can you help us find Martin? Yeah, we're trying to help you. It starts barking. You guys hear a bark. Little wiener dog bark. Where the hell is that bark coming from? Coming from him. What are you talking about? There's nothing there. Never mind. Can you help us find Martin? It barks again. Go get him, boy. Go get him. It takes off running. And I, all, I follow. And all of a sudden, it starts starts barking again. Another person comes by. It starts barking again very loudly. You hear all this. It stops when this happens. It just keeps happening as people pass you. What uh, is going on? Nothing. Never mind. Come on, boy. Let's go. Every couple of feet, it stops and barks, stops and barks, stops and barks. Time goes slow as you reach the end of the island where you can see the water flowing. The hound jumps off the end and starts swimming in the water. I pull out my book and I'm looking. Damn it. No. It dawns on you that that's not how this hound works. You remember learning the spell. It's to help you find invisible creatures and that there was a password. Uh, you find it, and it, it is written that you conjure a fan, phantom watchdog. It is visible to everybody. Nobody else can see it. You read that in the lines. You start reading, and it says, oh, when another creature comes within 30 feet and doesn't speak the password, it starts barking. You keep reading, you keep reading, you keep reading. The only thing that you got is you could that you could use the hound to attack, but that's it. Interesting. All right, well, that, that helped, and I dismissed it. Would help. There was nothing there but a random phantom barking sound. I don't expect you to understand the arcane. That's probably true, but still, I, I hear a random barking and you start walking. Eric, I'm not seeing a problem here. Um, I'm kind of seeing a big one here. Where? I look around. I'm thinking you might have a little bit of an issue here. I have no issue. Hey, what's that over there? <laughs> Eric just shakes his head and, well, I guess we're going to continue on to attempt to find a labyrinthian. So you are at the what used to be the southernmost peak. You go any further, you're going to be in the water. While they're having this whole conversation, I'm going to look around and see if I see any entryway to anything. Give me an investigation roll. You find that there's like patches of grass, what used to be probably connected to a forest line. You look around a little bit more and, you know, you notice that there's no buildings here. It seems like things are further apart, but you don't see anything that would be an entrance at all. I, I slam the book closed, place it back in my pack and look around. You find it yet? No. Ugh, I've got to do everything. Uh, 20, not natural. As you're looking around, and I don't know how Eric and Melinda take this. I think you're weird enough. You get on the ground, you start moving your hand back and forth. Like, you know, people on the carpet trying to find, like, a needle or something metal? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, rubbing your hand, rubbing your hand, and as you rub against one spot, you notice that the plants move away from your hand. Found it! Maybe. I, I try and push my way through. As you move your hand and you get closer, the vegetation moves away, and you notice that there's four gold plates. Yep, definitely found it. What'd you find? It. The um, entrance. I'll start heading over there. Yeah, I don't see how you had so much trouble finding it. Right here. Well, maybe you're more useful to us than I imagined. Starts walking towards the entrance. Eric, you see four gold plates. You don't you don't know what they mean. They're written in a very old language. But Melinda and Quentin, you both know that the plates say great power, great evil. Great. Great power, great evil. You also know that there's a combination of abyssal and celestial. And that combined, that's what it reads. But separate, it would say four different words that somebody might take as, depending on which language they mean, ultimate doom or great power. Well, that's interesting. 
is. I think it's going to be one of those days. Do we really want to go down here and look for them? No. And I try to go inside. You head down, and it, it's a tunnel that seems to go down. You're human, so I don't know what you're going to do. I'll look at Eric and be like, kind of point towards the entrance. Well, I guess that's where we're going anyway, so is, are the, what do those plates mean? Were, were you not just here two seconds ago? I'm not sure I want to go in here with you guys. <laughs> I don't understand the language that's written on there, and I didn't hear either one of you say anything. Oh, I'll take the lead. Uh, as I get down there, I, I look around in the, in the darkness and say, well, this just won't snap my fingers and cast dark vision. You see these tunnels and they seem to wind around. It is a cavern that seems to be cut into the stone. And the cut job was actually of really great skill. I will cast the cantrip light. Then you and Eric can both see 30 feet. And you notice that this tunnel, the stone tunnel, definitely is great craftsmanship. You don't know anybody today that could do what is done here to make this tunnel into these stones. And it goes on and winds around. Well, they really did do a good job. I'm going to check out the floor. Do I see any footprints? Uh, survival. Well, that's an 11. Yeah, there's a bunch of footprints going in and out of here. Animal, it looks like maybe people, but it might be a great monster. Probably some snake paths. A bunch of footprints. Oh, great. All right, well, I'm just waiting for you guys. Press on. I As they were coming down, like, sorting out their light problem, I was just meandering down, like, this is really nice. Quentin pops his head around the corner. You guys should see this up ahead. It's really cool. All right, let's go. Think a dragon could fit down here? It's possible. One can only hope. I start off again. You come to an area where there's a rusted gate that seems to be forced open. And in front of that gate seems to be a pile of bones on either side. I count the arms. There are two sets of arms. Okay. There's an even number of arms. It's not them. All right. Plus, they're like really old and decayed. So, I mean, probably would have been the first. Never mind. You try to walk to where the bones are and you get hit with a magical force field. It sends you back a little bit. It doesn't do any harm. It does knock Quentin on his rear. Will not do. Careful. Can I take? I uh, pick up a pebble and throw it. And it, it meets the same barrier and falls to the ground. Is there any uh, other direction to go? No. Can I misty step through it? You could try. I I'm gonna try. You go to misty step, and as you hit the barrier in the ether, ether, it zaps you as well, and you come flying back into reality and land on your butt. This time, smoking. Ow! 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 I just said, be careful. Melinda, that doesn't work. <laughs> Apparently not. Can we see anything beyond this area? Some gold plates at the angle that you're at. You have to get closer to see what the runes are. You could see that up ahead, not too far. It looks like a T where the tunnel goes left and right. I'll scoot <laughs> up and try and read the, uh, the plates or whatever is up there. You're trying to read them. You get a little closer, a little closer, and you hear and feel the hum of the force field. So you back off a little bit watching what happened to Quentin, but you can't get the angle to read them at this point. We could try dispelling it. Sure, try it. Why do I got to do it? You just said you could. Go for it. I'll try to cast a spell magic. Okay. I can guarantee you it's above third level. Fifteen. You cast the sigils in the air. The magic bursts. It goes forward as it always has when it goes to dispel something. You actually see these things. And as it hits the blue shield, the shield lights up very hard. And it looks like electricity. And then your spell fizzles. And you know the barrier is still there. Might be good. I'll step close to where it was and see if I feel it still. You start feeling and hearing the hum of the magic that you know is there. I'll back up. No, it's still there. Can we go around it? 
Well, oh. you can't cast spells, so I don't think you can walk through stone. I, I walk up and I knock him. It doesn't even make a sound because of how solid it is. Pretty solid. Well, guess we're heading back. This was fun. No, 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 no. Something. I, I pull out my book and start flipping. Oh, are you uh, waiting on me? Pretty much, because I don't know magic. Can't do anything. Uh, I walk up to it and I say, can I come through? You just hear the constant hum of magic in the air. I, I start humming, and I'm trying to match the tone. Um, Give me a performance. Like, uh, 23. You, you, Melinda, and Eric hear what sounds like harmony. Almost like three things are humming at the same time. What'd you do? <laughs> oh, what? I didn't I, I didn't do anything. I was just Now humming. I hear even uh, more humming. Really? Well, now you don't yes. hear humming at all. You just hear the magic humming. Now that you can <laughs> hear it, because... Quentin decided to hum exactly where it was. Now you can't get it out of your head, Eric. Melinda's just going to yell out, Sandro, Martin. You hear nothing in return. How tall is the ceiling here? About 10 feet. It's about 10 feet in total diameter. Melinda, what if we cast uh, Liaman's tiny hut right at the edge and we go in so we'll be on the other like, no, that wouldn't work. It's a good thought. What? What if? Hmm. What if, no. if they're in here, how did they manage to get in here? Ooh, I'm going to cast Unseen Servant, and I'm going to command it to walk through. You guys see Quentin cast another spell. Uh, Melinda, you do know the spell. It's Unseen Servant, and obviously you know you can't see anything. And he tells the servant to walk through the barrier. Look up at the ceiling. All of a sudden, Eric, out of nowhere, you see this blue, powerful magic. And then, what was that? That didn't work either. Towards the ceiling, did I see that? It sparked blue? Yes. Damn. We could just throw every spell we have at it until we're either out of spells or until it's gone. What I'm doing! Eric's going to bend down, pick up some dirt, and throw it at it. It does give the blue ripple of magic, and all the dirt seems to fall when it hits that invisible wall. 17. This magic is way above anything you've ever seen before. In fact, you're pretty sure that there's not a wizard alive who can make this strong of magic. Uh, I don't think we're getting through here. <laughs> Melinda, give me an arcana check. 15. You, you know he's telling the truth, and there's probably nothing you could do at this point. Any ideas, guys? Yes. I'm flipping through my book. Do I see any cracks along the, the wall, ceiling, you, or floor? You do not. Oh, I've done all I can. I don't have anything that I think will work to get us through here. And I know I can't get us through there. Maybe the dragon could. There is no dragon. There could be. Yes, but there's not. I thought you left that horn back at the uh I did, but I could tower. go get it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should. When you suggested it, it sounds like a terrible idea. I told you to bring it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You suggested uh, it sounds like a bad idea. Anyway, I don't think we're getting through here. Uh, Why don't you go get your horn and we can try it. You guys all head back to the portal. Once you read the portal, Melinda, you just remember when you helped get it started again. And it dawned on you, just now, the only way that that portal would have been shut down is if somebody hit the emergency shutdown runes on the other side. There's no way that a loss of power from this side would have shut down what you guys created. Your stomach sinks a little bit as you realize that maybe, maybe there's a traitor in the wizards that are left in Demethos. Well, yeah, well, I don't know if I want to tell them that now. <laughs> right, that Quentin guy? I get it. <laughs> but you guys head through the portal and you end up back into Mathos and it seems people are just running around frantic and you look over to the left you see in the distance the wall and it looks like spells are being cast outside the wall and you can hear something that sounds like a large fight going on. One that of doesn't the, sound good. One of the guards comes over to you Eric and he's like 
I hope the queen is protected, Eric, but we need you at the wall. There's a huge army, and the orcs are holding them back, but there's a super powerful wizard out there. Eric goes running to help. Run and follow. Quentin is having a moment. Does he go get the horn, or does he go? I think I think he goes to look first. You eventually make it to the wall. I don't care what you cast. And uh, you look over, and sure enough, this massive army of orcs seems to be cutting through all these people. But just as much as those orcs are cutting through people, there seems to be one female out there in the distance. Short hair, pointy ears, but she looks a little human. A book flying next to her as different forces of nature seem to rip through the orcs, throwing them ten at a time out of her way. And she's walking calmly towards the gates. Do you guys help as you notice other wizards are casting spells? But the spells seem to be almost deflected off of her. How far is she? (laughs) Right now, about 300 yards. You do know that the wall amplifies your spells, makes them hit twice as hard, and do the twice uh, the range increment that they normally do. Looking around, do I see Abigard? No, you don't. Uh, I'm going to cast Sending and say, we need you at the wall. There's a super powerful uh, lady here. Help. You think that the message was sent? She doesn't say anything in reply? Nope. She's slowly moving in. She keeps knocking orcs back. Give me a perception roll. 18 on the die. 19. Eric and Melinda, you notice that she's not trying to kill anybody. She's actually really not trying to hurt anybody. She's just moving them out of her way as she's walking, even though these orcs keep trying to attack her. How far is the captain of the orcs? Orcs lead from the front. I'm going to attempt to yell as loud as I can to say, stand down. Over the sound of this battle that seems to be happening, it doesn't make it through. Uh, Eric's going to tell his men to hold up and stand down. There's... Um, okay, and they start sending the messages across. And as they do, you notice that people just move out of the way. The orcs, not looking too happy with this order, but they do obey. It hits you in your head. You've seen one of these guys fight before and literally rip their enemies in two with their bare hands. And You may have just pissed them off. Finally, this female makes it to the door, and she goes, Thank you for being a little bit more courteous. I'm here for Martin Wildstorm. Yeah, well, get in line. We have absolutely no idea where he is. She starts making different sigils and saying magic words. Uh, Guys, she's like 60 feet from me right now. Uh, Do I recognize the spell? Give me an arcana check. Uh, 26. Yeah, it it looks like wind wall, but man, there seems to be other components to this, and you, you, you barely recognize what the extra stuff is. Hey, why are you casting that? I'll give you a chance here. Uh, nope, she makes her contract. She keeps casting. <laughs> Defina, what are you doing? She finishes casting her spell, and as it hits, it slams into the doors of the gate. The gate's magic tries to propel it, but for some odd reason, and to the wizards, this is incredible. It still forces its way through, and the doors go flying open, and she starts walking through the gates. Now yelling, Martin Wildstorm, come and face me. Eric's going to walk up to Dafina. Look, I told you he's not here. My quarrel is not with you, Queensguard. Yes, but it's about to be. You're destroying our town, and we just told you we have no idea where Martin is. I will find him. What, can you leave my town alone? Bring me Martin. Gladly, where is he? She stops to look at you. You feel a little chill in your spine. Give me a wisdom saving roll. But I don't want to do... Oh, no. Seven? You can't help it. Now you want to find Martin so you can kill him. Last time we saw Martin, he mentioned something about the crater of 
Vader of Remembrance? Did he go there and try to take Deimos on again by himself? I don't know. Maybe. You check there. You've been most helpful. You notice now that as she turns and walks, Eric's walking with her, but more in, like, servitude. Where are you going, Eric? To find Martin. I use my last third level spell. The only other powerful magic user I know of is Araya. Dafina is at the gate. We need your help now. You see a swirl of black smoke pop up in front of Dafina and Eric. And out of it appears Avigard, Zariah, and the Queen. Oh, thank God. It worked. Yes. Nice job. Thank you. Zariah starts casting a spell. Avigard goes, where do you think you are going with my friend, young lady? You don't understand. I have to kill Martin. Zariah says, I get that feeling from time to time myself. He needs to learn a little respect, but I don't think death is what's called for here. Dafina goes to cast a spell. Zariah goes to cast a spell. And Quentin, you see that the spell starts to spark and then it fizzles out with Zariah's spell. And what I was trying to do. Zariah starts casting again. Apparently she was trying to concentrate on something. Melinda and Quentin, you don't. You have never seen a spell like what Zariah is doing. Avagard just steps forward and goes, Dafina, you don't you don't understand, sweetheart. You you've been touched by Deimos. She throws a spell out, it lands straight at Avagard and sends her flying away. As she lands on the ground, you notice that from where you can see, it looks like she's bleeding a little bit and she stands up and goes, Sweetheart, you do not want to do this. Queen Rebecca comes forward and she says, Sister, please. Dafina goes what are you talking about? As she lets her guard down, Zariah lets out the spell and it releases Eric and he goes throwing to the ground. Dafina feels it a little bit and she goes, no, no, no. And she starts casting. This huge eruption happens. The queen dodges out of the way as Zariah and Abigard both take on positions and they start fighting Dafina. Do you guys want to do anything? Eric gets up and he runs towards the queen to try to protect her. Eric, you get there. You draw your greatsword. You ignite flame tongue just in time as a spell comes forward and slams against your sword as you do protect the queen from a shot. You cover her and you start running her back. And she goes, Eric, you don't understand. I need to get in there. That's my sister. We need you alive. And you will protect me. She draws her blades and goes, You need to remember. I'm a bit more talented than people give me credit for. Do I see this? Yeah, they're near the wall. Bonus action, I'm a misty step down to <laughs> Queen Rebecca's side. Seriously, you are the weirdest person in the world. I don't understand how you keep doing this. I'm really glad you didn't hit me, thanks. And I cast invisibility on Rebecca. And she disappears. And she goes, This is going to be awesome. And you hear her run off. Eric turns to Quentin. Where did she go? Uh-huh. If something happens to her, I am holding you personally responsible. Noted. And I turn back toward the fight. You see this magic just erupting. It is incredible, the strength. But Avagard and Zariah are barely standing against Dafina. You notice that they're both more on the defensive with spells and they can actually get anything off to do anything. Can I misty step right behind Dafina? Definitely more than 30 feet, but you'll be super close. Use a little movement to move closer to her and then cast Thunder Wave. Constitution saving throw. Okay. 15. Know that it connected, but Dafina doesn't seem to do anything. She swirls around with one hand and sends you flying. 
You could feel the gust of wind around her. You've never felt elemental powers like this before. I'd stand back <laughs> up if I got movement. Oh, yeah, you, you can get back up off the ground. Now you know that girl's got kick, but that didn't it didn't do much damage at all. The worst thing it did was give you a couple of bruises, you noticed, too. All of a sudden, you see two slices to Dafina's back. She screams out in pain as blood starts to pour forth as Queen Rebecca comes to in regular form with both of her daggers stuck into her side. Dafina looks like she's trying to cast something in response to what's going on. Both Zariah and Avagard seem to run up closer. Eric, I think you were first in what you wanted to do, so go ahead. Eric's jaw is just going to drop. Sure, I'll go run it up to try to make it. You start charging forward, and you get to striking distance of Dafina. 25 to hit. You slash at Dafina. A 16 slashing plus 6 fire. You gash her, and then as it looked like the blood was coming through, the fire burns into her, but it does seal the wounds. 26. 12 points of slashing plus 6 fire. You give her a second slash as well, and the same thing happens, but you are opening up wounds on her, and you see her taking damage now. Quentin, you see Eric run into battle. You see the queen pop up behind Dafina, drive both of her daggers in. You see Avagard and Zariah running as fast as they can to get closer because they had some distance on Dafina at that point. I'm going to cast Color Spray and use the, uh, the School of Evocation thing where you can sculpt the spell. It doesn't affect yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I pull out my I'm pulling out my spell but I'm re, I go to read it. I'm like Uh Melinda, what do you got? You're twenty five feet away. Chromatic orb, poison. Eighteen. You see this ray come out, this green ray. Everybody sees this and it strikes Dafina in the chest. Twenty one. You strike at Dafina, she screams out. I mean you're twenty five feet away, Eric, you're right there. You hear Rebecca say Just remember who you are, sister. And all of a sudden, in a blink, both Zariah and Avagard pop up. And as they do, they both place their hands. They seem to be in the midst of casting when this happens. And they place their hands on Dafina. Dafina screams out, and you see this black energy go forth. A big cloud forms out of nowhere with a bunch of energy swirling through the dust. Everybody sees as it pushes people back. And as the dust settles, all you do is see the queen, Avagard, and Zariah standing above Dafina, who is now laying on the ground and doesn't seem to be moving. Kind of grumbling, I, I put my spell book away. I was like, I had a good one. Eric, you're up by the queen. Take your spot to protect her. And do you notice that Dafina's not dead? She's crying. I'm still going to keep my sword drawn with attention at her at the ready just in case she moves and tries to harm the queen. Queen bends down and rubs her shoulder and says, Are you back with us, Dafina? And something that you haven't seen in a long time from her, a very shy person. She says, Yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know what happened. I don't want to kill Martin. And I don't know what's going on. Avogard picks her up and they start walking back. Fast forward through this as there's cleanup going on. Nobody knows exactly what happened. And the next day, the wedding happens. Just as it was planned, but now, Eric, against your arguments with the queen, Dafina is still standing next to the queen, as Avagard is as well. But you still think something's up. But again, she won't listen to you about Avagard. She won't listen to you about Dafina. The wedding is beautiful, and it goes off with no problem. The queen is wearing this beautiful blue gown. Zariah is wearing this tasteful gray and... It has little black hues to it, 
obviously not wanting to go too far from her normal color scheme. Definitely has a more form-fitting, and it's a beautiful wedding, a beautiful ceremony. After the ceremony, during the reception, she pulls you aside and asks you to go find Quentin and Melinda. Did you guys attend the wedding? Are you at the reception? Absolutely. I love weddings. So you do find both of them. What do you say? The queen requests your presence. Eric, have you tried these quiches? She wants to see us? Yes. Okay. I'm taking this with me. That's fine. As you approach, you know that the queen and now the queen regent usually sit as people approach, but they stand. And the queen says, Thank you. Days, weeks pass. You guys see a little bit more of each other. I mean, you, you did spend some time together. Adam is getting really good at necromancy, but more importantly, he's unlocked the power of the weather control orb, and even Master Karen couldn't do that. Time goes on, and the time for the march comes. Xandro, Alicia, and Martin have not returned. Nobody knows where they are. I want to go get something first. You know what I'm getting. You guys are heading (laughs) to the front gate, and Melinda, you know, the wizards are walking out there, and then you see Quentin go, oh, shit, I'll be right back, and he runs back. Where are you going? I I forgot. I'll be right back. I go and get the horn. The orcs lead the march. Dafina, Avogard, the queen and the queen regent walking together near the front of this. People are talking at some point. Eric, you see, and the wizards probably know who she is, Sheila Blandersmith come from the side of the forest on a white horse coming up to the queen and seems to be talking to her. She then nods and rides back into the forest away. Uh, You guys camp the first day. You know there was a little bit of rustle at the campsite and rumors spreading that about a thousand dragonborn have joined you. Apparently there was a nomadic tribe that lived in the southeast of Enon. You know this next night is going to be your last night to get any rest. And at one point you heard howling in the woods. You see a bunch of clerics come out of the woods wearing the armor of Jundar. You see other ones wearing the armor of Arlen. They are followed by a bunch of goblins wearing the armor of different gods as well. Morthos the Faithful! But you do see these goblins, and they're interacting with Morthos and his people. Yes, what's going on? You're a goblin. I am. You're a human. I I am. All right, we got that down, Pat. I don't remember goblins being a very religious sort. Oh, this one time... Me and my buddies, and he points back at a couple of the other goblins, and they wave. We we were going to attack and eat these other clerics that came into our tunnel, but, man, one of the clerics spoke so wisely, it just it, it dawned on me that he was following a true god, and I wanted to have the same thing. So um, we converted to the faith, and we've been training for many years, and we figure, hey, if it's everybody's going to die or everybody's going to fight, we wanted to fight too. So Morthos and his buddies, and you see Morthos wave his hand at you at that one, uh, they said if we come with them, they'll help us get into the battle. So we came, and you look, and there's like uh, about 100 goblins. That's cool, man. How do you feel about dragons? What about them? You like them? Uh, I, I don't tell anybody, but I want to ride one in the battle. High five. Well, low five. He he high fives your low five. Yeah. Uh, I, I leaned down real, real close. Okay. Between you and me, there might be a dragon at this fight. Okay. I, so, hope, I hope he's on our side. Me too. If he is, 
and ride him. Middle of the night, a bright blue disc appears in the middle of camp. Everybody pulls out their arms. Everybody gets ready to fight. Nobody knows what's going on. Eric, you're standing next to the queen. She seems to be close. She's always leading from the front. It's always been one of those habits you seem to can't break her of. But next to her, the queen regent Zariah, Avagard on one side, Daphina on the other. All of a sudden, coming through the portal, you see what looks like Alicia, but her armor is weird. The cape she usually has looks like eight spider legs, but then it comes back to a cape as she comes through, slamming to the ground very hard. Followed by Martin, who comes tumbling through, and you visually see uh, Quentin and and Melinda. You'll see uh, Daphina kind of move behind Avagard, or I'm sorry, behind uh, Queen Rebecca a little bit. He slams to the ground, but you notice those feathers that were on his arm now go coursing over his shoulder. It almost looks like an outline of a hand or another arm is there as he slams to the ground too. And then walking out very gracefully in full blue glowing armor with a blue glowing cape is Xandro, Melinda, and the portal closes behind them. Oh shit, it's Martin. I make sure the horn's Hidden. The queen comes forward and Avagard comes forward and starts helping people up. And Martin, you see Dafina for the first time in a long time. And you know she's been coming to kill you, standing right behind Queen Rebecca. Uh, I I just, I lock eyes with her. I'm waiting for her to make a move. She looks shy. Something you haven't seen from her since you guys were crewmates on a ship together. Zariah goes, she's okay now, Martin. And Dafina runs up and gives Martin a huge hug. I, I wrap her up. As tight as I can. She whispers, I'm sorry. Me too. I'm so sorry. I tried so hard to save him. It wasn't your fault, Martin. We shouldn't have gone on our own. But she grabs her stomach and she says, but, you know, if we live through this, he lives on. You have a name? Not yet. I think I'll know when I see him. Or her. I'm happy you're safe. As am I. Alicia, you get off the ground. You guys are beat up. You may have all this new magic, but you still have the hit points you have. Alicia, you get up off the ground and you see Tafina, and she literally runs at Martin as you almost instinctively go to draw your daggers. You see them get wrapped up. You didn't quite hear the whole conversation. What's going on? It's okay. She's, she's okay now. She's okay now. She's tried to kill you this whole time. Now all of a sudden she's okay? It wasn't her. You know that. I don't care who it was. She (laughs) tried to kill you. She shyly says, I I wasn't myself, Alicia. I'm sorry. How do we know you're not going to turn on us in battle? I'm not going to turn on... um, um, I like puppies. I'm keeping my eye on you. You both turn around. Everybody is standing at awe. Xandra is just standing there looking around. Avagard runs over and says, My liege? Avagard? Your memory's back. That's good. My father made the sacrifice last time, but I think this time it's time that we finish this. And Xandra, you remember that battle. That battle was crazy. If it wasn't for Avagard, you probably would have been the one sucked into Deimos. You were that close when she pushed you back. At the time before that, the elves and the humans were at each other's throats back in Bengen. Called a truce to fight Deimos off. You would have never have suspected a human to sacrifice themselves for you. She says, Queen Rebecca, Queen Regent Zariah, I give you King Xandro Omahana of the Elves. And the queens come forward and they're like, King Xandro? That's new. Well, it's new to us, but not new to me. Alicia like Xandro, what do you mean not new to you? I've been alive a lot longer than, than we had thought. 
And you're just now telling us that you've known that you've been a king? I guess I've only known for a couple days now. God, everybody's a king or a queen. I'm just, it's not fair. Avagard starts laughing at you very hard. It makes everybody else kind of chuckle, and it breaks this tension that was in the camp. You guys look around, and you see goblins and dragonborn and a ton of people. This army is strong, and all of a sudden an orc comes through and kneels before Xandro and says, So a king instead of a general. It's more glorious a battle it will be. We can only hope, and I'll, like, motion with my hand for him to stand up. And he does. And everybody crowds around, and there's a lot of talking, but then... One of the orcs say, Either Deimos wins, or we win. But there's no middle ground. Aye, we will win. We have to. There's no if, it's when. We have to win for all those that we've lost. A lot of heads bow at that. Different people come up and start talking to you guys and asking different questions. I want to talk to Dafina. So, there's something else you should know about. Something else that's new. There's new? What's new? I over and take hand. Alicia kind of blushes. That's amazing. I always thought you two hated each other. We always thought you and Fidget hated each other. That's true. Which, hey, I have a question. Yeah. Did he ever tell you why he was named Fidget? Yes. There's a bonfire and much celebration people go to sleep and we see Arlen, Jundar, Rajmala, and the Silver Mother sitting around looking down at this through a yellow disc. Rajmala turns to Arlen and says, Your champion is now strong. Probably more faith than he's had in a long time. My brother's memories are back. We stand a chance. The Silver Mother says, I, I don't know. I see a lot of death in the future. I feel it coming and there's nothing that we can do about it. Jundar says, yes, but these four can do it. If those three understand their powers. Arlen says yes, but we have to see. We do not control the will of man, no matter how much people think we do. We've given them all that we can, and now that they have met the Avatar, I think they have what they need. And that's where we're going to end it. The next time you guys hear us, after this, episode 50 will be a celebration. It will be amazing. It will also be the final battle, and we find out if any one of these players are actually going to survive this thing. As always, keep it nerdy and live your dreams later that was a sexy later <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> you, you know what I'm doing doc you, you want to know what I'm doing right now masturbating no I'm going to limitless-adventures.com and looking up their NPC name generator it's not a generator it's a list of predetermined NPC names fill a name from there are you? I am. I see a Jack Daniels. There it is. Okay. I see a Brandy Malibu. I got dogs in my room. There's dogs in here. What's your name? Rowan. See? Dogs. <laughs> Jack says he does not like that name. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a bad name. All right. Let's go with. The reason I have players, John, is because I'd like them to take over the role-playing part. Oh, I figured, but it's very hard when uh, you're used to playing one character and don't know anything really about your other one other than he's the Queen's Guard. Uh, or what's happening? To be fair, I mean, it was like a week or so. <laughs> yeah, well, you just said we were role-playing. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs>
<laughs> Eric, you just don't know this. Eric is a very shy character. That's how I rolled him out. He doesn't like to talk much. He just likes to fight. <laughs> so uh, what, what what weapon does he carry? I don't know. You said you'd give that. <laughs> I did when well, you were done. Long sword. Apparently I'm carrying a longsword, and I don't know what armor I have either because I was told I was going to be given that too. You're rolling naked right now, buddy. I told you to tell me when you're done, and I would assign those things to you. Oh, well, I'm done. <laughs> God damn you all. Alicia. I would have said, what's her name? <laughs> I was almost going to. Hey, what's her name would have worked right now because God knows Eric doesn't like her. <laughs> chat warlock threw a teacup at me i guess i should have seen it coming from a tiefling yeah i know i was laughing at that earlier (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah whoever this is needs to keep coming this is great i love it i i have a feeling that you're just looking through the fucking spells i'm not seeing a problem with this (laughs) (laughs) didn't we have somebody that used to do this detect pits and snares (laughs) I am and she played that character awesomely. Okay. Uh you see Ooh, wait, what well, that's that Blood sacrificed one of them to the portal. <laughs> that was from what? Daniel. Daniel suggested <laughs> blood sac- in my head. What was that? Quentin's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love the fact that he casts a spell and then he goes back and reads and goes, Oh shit, that's not what that does. <laughs> Maybe I need to play uh, Quentin next season. No, this would be great. We already talked about that. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Keith has turned into John. <laughs> Keith has turned into to me as yeah. <laughs> You're right. No, the rook. Turned into Alicia. Alicia. I know, but Keith turned into John. Uh, Shout out to Dave Schmecka for having a session where he convinced the goblin to join his faith. This has been a Bros and Dragons production.